A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Down the block, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. First, we are going to go the great, the mighty Bulldogs. The Bulldogs basically have an average experience of 72 NRL games. Uh, they've recruited six players, if I'm reading that correctly. Their average age is 25. Their total experience is 432. Uh, so th- that's their recruitment. just in the second row. Oh, just in the second position row. Position by position. Yep. I was going to say. Matty okay. has gone unbelievable <laughs> overs here for you. So oh. Brace yourselves. Fuck me dead. Sorry, I, I can't just, believe Maddie has a girlfriend looking at this. Yeah, just I can't believe Maddie has a girlfriend, period. <laughs> um, okay, okay. So we've got their back row, their average experience is 72. Their props, average experience is 81 in our old games. Their hooker, average experience is 38. And we've, we've said for quite a while that that is a sore point for them. Obviously, Reed Marnie coming next year is a great buy. Their lock, average experience is 38 uh, in our old games, average age 25. The average age for their props, 26. Fullbacks, average experience is 65. Average age, 24. Wing, uh, average experience is 49. Average age is 24. Centre, average experience is 25 games. Average age, 21. Halves, average experience, 28. Average age, 21. That's the standout, isn't it? Yes, yes. In their two key positions, half and hooker, their average age is 21 and... 38. Ah, 24, yeah. Average 24. Yeah. And their experience yeah. is, is low. So the average experience in the halves is 28 NRL games and the average experience in the hookers is 38 games. So when you look at that squad, we'll go to the positives first. It's young. Yeah. It's a lot of room for growth. If you can keep this, this team together and, and grow it like the Penrith Panthers did... Um, it, it could, you know, the next four or five years could be fruitful. The negative for it is, is that no matter who you recruit in the, you know, you've got the great recruitments in, you know, uh, Vaughan and Tavita Pangai Jr. Uh, you know, you have all these great recruitment, Ado Carr. If your halves and your hookers are super inexperienced and super young, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And if, I, not, if they don't yeah. play well. I think the number one thing that stands out for me is Matt Burton. Um, he's 29 years old. He's got 32 games. People talk about Matt Burton like he's played 150 first grade games, yeah. you know. And he's a freak. I'm not denying that. He played unbelievably well. But the reality is he played centre in the best team in the competition on mm-hmm. the best edge in rugby league yeah. that won a premiership. 
shifting to the wooden spoon as playing five eight is a very very tough gig without a seven locked in. Yeah, uh, we, even if he had a seven locked in, it's not Nathan Cleary. Yeah, so it becomes heaps more difficult. Yeah. now he doesn't have a seven. He's well, his got. last half partner was Jerome Luai, the six for a fucking New South Wales. Yeah, a premiership winning five eight. So Origin Series winning five eight, and I mean his halfback seemingly is going to be Jake Avrillo. I love Avrillo. He's not a halfback for me. Yeah, uh, we've been over this before, and, yeah. I, and I feel bad saying because I really fucking like Avrillo. Oh, he's, he's gone. He's, he's absolutely yeah. for me in their starting thirteen. Yeah. I think he's one of the better younger players in the NRL. The problem, though, now we we didn't speak about this in news, but basically a story came out that said Flanagan was like no chance. He was in reserve grade, and they'd been shopped to other clubs. Phil Gould comes out and says this is absolutely not true, and he still is just as likely as anyone else to play in that seven role. Now. Gus is obviously a master of the media. He may just be saying that to quell any constant speculation. But let's just take him on his word. I think that's great news. And I think that if you're Kyle Flanagan and you hear that, you go, thank God. You know, like, yeah. it, at least I'm going to get a fair crack. Now, again, we're just assuming that it's true. What are your thoughts on the Kyle Flanagan situation? Yeah, I mean, whoever that journo was, I, I don't think they've got themselves a scoop. I think they left it, looked at the team list from last year and assumed realistically. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean... As Gus said, there are four trials that have to go on this year. Mm. So much can happen. Um, I've said it before. Say what you will about Flano. He can play. Mm. He's shown that in a decent team, he can handle himself as a seven. He can play the role that probably a Burton needs. Mm. Uh, so I, I, I'm not ruling Flano out. I've said before he would be my halfback, and that's nothing against Jake Avarillo mm. once again. But, yeah, I, it, the age and everything is a serious worry for me. Yep. It's, it's, it is concerning. Uh, I mean, it's concerning, but you could also look at, you know, cup half full kind of stuff. We've got Gus Gould here now with a really young squad. Let's build something here. I mean, it's not a really young squad because I think its average age is probably 24, 25, which is, which is um, quite common. But what, I'm, what I mean is in the half area, if you, for example, you look at the Eels, I think two years ago they had on average the youngest halving pairing uh, sorry, the youngest spine in the NRL. I think they've improved each year. You've yep. seen them improve each year. It's, you know, obviously sucks they lost Reed Marnie. So the glass half full, you could say, look, yes, they're young, but Burton and Flanagan could grow in to, like, when I look at Flanagan, it, it baffles me to think, you, are you telling me that he couldn't be a top eight Side halfback? Do you know what I mean? Are you, is he, he was two years ago. Yeah, like he, he couldn't be the halfback to get his side into the top eight. Like he's good enough. To, I, I understand that there's a few – some Bulldogs fans in comment sections will say he even went into reserve grade and he was struggling there and he did nothing. And I understand that. But a lot of, some people go back to reserve grade and play – they just struggle because it's a, a poor system. People around him are different. But, mate, but, that's the other thing. He didn't go back to reserve grade. Mm. There was no reserve grade last yeah. year. He didn't play. It's not like he went back and played a full season and still battled mm. there. He a sat in the games. hotel room. Yeah, it's true. He played a few games in reserve. He played grade. a few games, yeah, yeah. yeah but like he not long enough to say not that. long enough to say he was going like a busted in yeah. reserve grade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, I, I think he's been treated credibly. I do, what, what I don't get, and I've said this before, but if I'm Barrett and I'm looking at my squad for the next three to four years. And I'm already getting fucking pumped every week we're losing or, or whatever. And, and, and credit to Barrett for, you know, to, to be able to pull this team together the way he has and, and recruit that the way he has mm. is pretty incredible. But if I'm sitting there and I'm going, okay, what, what's the long game here? 
I'm going, I'm putting Flanagan in for the year no matter what because I'm preparing the team for Burton. That would, that's, in my mind, that's what I would have been doing. I would have been saying, and I would have probably said it to the board as well as a coach. Now, it's very easy for me to say this. It's not my job that's on the line. But I would be probably saying to the board, guys, until we get Burton, we're probably not going to be close to top, top light footy. So let's take 2021 as a preparation year for bringing him at Okar, Tavita Panga. Well, they obviously eventually got Tavita Panga Jr. Whereas I feel like they, it's almost a bit of a waste of a year. It was a waste of a year. Like, yep. what did they build towards? What did they gain? Yep. You know, there was no, like, they haven't built towards a, a style of play or uh, pairings in specific positions. Like, I just, you know, I honestly probably would have had Avril at, at fullback for most of the year. I, I don't mind him at fullback. Um, and so that's what's really surprising to me that when you put Avrilo there, w- w- he must be seeing something that we're not seeing. Obviously, he's a much better player and he probably has a better eye than us. Mm. But when you watch Avrilo play, did you really think that he would go well with Burton? Like, he's a ball, a really good ball runner. And the other thing I would argue is that they played Avrilo at halfback. They could have played him at centre wing or fullback. Yeah. All the guys they played at centre wing or fullback last year aren't going to be in the team this year. You could have played Avarillo anywhere. Absolutely. And you could have spent the year trying to get Flano ready. Yeah, I, I just I don't understand yep. the process. It doesn't doesn't make sense to me. And I, I hope, I really hope that people don't turn on Burton by halfway through next yeah, year. Yeah, it's going to be t- – like, he's he's walking into a very tough situation. I, I actually think it's going to sound really poor. I, I apologise, Doggies fans. I'm I'm happy for him that he's only signed, I think it's a two-year deal mm. or is it two or three? Two. Two. I think it's two. So I think a third's in his favour. Thirds, yeah, okay. So I, that, that's, why, so that's why I'm happy for him because it's not a five-year deal where he's just like locked in and, you know, he can kind of if, – if he gets there and, he, and it struggles and he, he can kind of like much easier to manoeuvre out of that contract mm. and, and move on in life. Whereas if you've got a five-year deal, it's all guaranteed. Very hard to make the decision of I'm going to take a fucking three-year pay cut of a million dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, now, I hope that doesn't happen because uh, Burton is something, fuck, he's something special. Fuck, he's something special. Uh, but it is concerning. Now, when you look at the centres, what's interesting is they only have three centres in their uh, squad, like specialist centres, uh, and four wingers. But those four, none of those wingers, except for Braden Burns. So Braden Burns can play centre. So you'd probably, so four centres in the top, top th- okay, that, that, that makes a bit more sense. But three, I was a bit worried because I'm like, you have one injury. Um, but just looking at these these centers, I actually really like it. I think Aaron Shoup, for you know how the Bulldogs year went, he was a bit of a shining light for me. I reckon he's going to be the one we're talking about at the end of the year. Mm. Oh yeah, I, I said the other day that I think he'll play left center. That's yep. where I would play him. Uh, a lot of the Canterbury pages seem to think that uh, Naden's going to play on the left. Personally, I thought Naden was unreal whenever he played on the right edge. Mm. Uh, but I think Aaron Scoop, he could be anything. He's got so much potential. He's he's played six games of reserve grade. Wow. So out of, since coming out of SG ball, he's played six games at Reggie's and come straight into first grade and did what he did last yep. year. Dealt with the physicality um, really well. Really well. Surprising. Well. Yeah. Yep. And I mean, if he lands on the left edge, all of a sudden he's got Josh Adokari outside him. He's got Tavita inside him. Yep. He's got Burton inside him. He's got Dufty floating around. Like it could be on their day, fuck, they're going to be a handful. Yeah. They're going to be a real tough team to play because you just don't know what you're you don't going know to what get. you're going to get. Yeah. And, if, and if you get the real deal, you're in some serious trouble. Um, another player, Paul Alamati. 
special yeah. kid. Yeah, this is the one that I like out of Canterbury. I think he's very – like, he's still playing SG Ball this yeah, year. Yeah, um, But special, special kid. He might even have another year of SG Ball up his sleeve too. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him. Um, I actually thought Canterbury had more outside backs on their roster. Well, they cleaned out quite a few. Yeah, but it felt like they were signing a new one every week yeah, absolutely. last year. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I, I look at their outside backs, I, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I think um, – Obviously, Adokar, I mean, you know, he speaks for himself. Braden Burns, really a lot of experience. If he can mm. stay injury-free, great player. Um, I think they're probably a little bit light at fullback in the sense that, you know, we don't know what Dufty's going to do. If mm. Dufty turns into the player that we know he can week in, week out, sweet. Um, yeah. You know, then you've got Corey Allen, who went really well at the Rabbitohs. You know, I guess he was a victim of everyone struggling at the Bulldogs. But when you compare, you know, how will they compare to the top-tier fullbacks? I would also argue, I think Avarillo and Burton are probably their two best fullbacks potentially. Mm, true. Uh, they're not going to be there. But, I mean, in saying that, like, I know people bag Dufty and he might not be at the Tedesco, Travoyevich level, but, fuck, when the Dragons were winning football games, mm. they were winning football games because of Matt Dufty. Mm. Um, I, I really like that they, they've got a, a lot of offloaders in their team as well. I think it really suits Dufty as well. Um, yeah, they're... I've got them penciled in probably around 9th, 10th, 11th. I think they just missed the eight. But, um, yeah, I just can't believe how well they've recruited for how poorly they've gone. Yeah, it's absolutely incredible. It's been very impressive. Um, Second row, solid. Uh, I think that, you know, it's it's interesting because would you play Tavita in in the back row? I probably would. Sounds like he'll be on the left edge. Yeah, so he's, we've put we've put him at prop here, but I'd probably play Tavita on the edge, uh, especially because you've already got Vaughan, Thompson, Hetherington, like that's a, a quality front row rotation. Yeah, what what do you do? Do, do you play Josh Jackson on an edge or at thirteen? Oh, definitely on an edge. Definitely on an what edge. What about when you get Raymond Fatala Mariner back? I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It's true. Raymond was one of their better players in 2020. The, 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 the problem with Josh Jackson at 13, I, I just think that, and don't get me wrong, he's, he's, a, he's almost a legend of Bulldogs. I know they haven't had the best success, but his high-quality games week in, week out are incredible. My only concern with the modern game is that inability. He can ball play, but nowhere near to the effect nowhere, of a, yeah. uh, a Cameron Murray, a Victor Radley, a Isaiah Yo. The new game, like the, the, the old game, 2000 and eight to 2020 he was a great 13 because he'd just get through fuckload of work um and and offer high high quality my concern is is that they don't where's that ball playing you know they the asiata got signed and then obviously uh i reckon that one could be a real stinger yeah because he was the guy that i would have put at 13 i really thought that he could be the the link man when when i look at this squad now the guy i see for 13 and i know he won't be there but um jackson to pine yeah i think he would play that role you reckon he's a bit too small though he's pretty small maybe but as in like relatively speaking yeah but i mean when you compare to the rest of the size of the pack i reckon you can give away a little bit as your link man that's fair that's fair um 
But, yeah, I, I'm not sure how – I think I like him more than Trent Barrett does because he doesn't seem to use him that much. Mm. Um, he uses him as a, a hooker, doesn't he, as a – yeah, but he doesn't even use him that much. Like he 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 was sort of in the similar boat to Kyle Funning last year. He didn't pick him a heap, so mm. but he's come in with huge wraps on him. So I think over the next few years he could be anything. I think Corey Waddell too. He came from Manly and probably yeah. haven't seen his absolute best, but he's a guy that I think could, could play a bit of thirteen. Yep. Um, yeah, and I mean also, you know, you you you, you look at this experience in props. The average games is eighty one. It's because Luke Thompson's only played twenty five games of NRL. NRL, but but you yeah. throw in, I would assume it's one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I actually, there. I don't mind their their front row prop. Yeah, I actually think it's quite good um, for where they're at on the table. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think when you look at this squad, that, <laughs> that's why I'm so surprised that there wasn't plan like last year. I. I and maybe we didn't see it. Maybe there were internal things that were going on that, that plans that were getting, you know, targets mm. getting hit and that. But that's why I'm so surprised. When you look at this squad, you go, okay, it's not going to be a top, top six squad, probably not a top eight squad in the first year. And it definitely wasn't going to be that last year. So why not be honest with ourselves and say, let's begin preparing for the year when we are a top eight squad. That's what's surprising to me. And I think yeah. that, I, I think that Gus Gould's uh, intelligent enough to go, you know what? Because when you look at Panthers, for example, like I know that they got into, they were fourth when Hook got sacked and then, you know, but they were, they were basically an eight to 10 side before they went on their run. Yep. But that was, they were, you could see the plans being put in place. You could see that direction, like, direction that they were heading in. Uh, so hopefully this year with the doggies, that's what's going to happen. I, I got to give them huge rats for how they've recruited. Absolutely in in saying all of this, if Avarillo kills it and we're completely wrong this team is going to be a serious handful oh i hope it i hope i'm yeah, up here i hope i'm terribly wrong once again yeah i hope i'm up here halfway through the year going yeah, fuck all me. over our face i was totally wrong about yeah. avrillo and trent barrett who was a fucking great fucking footy player knows more about footy than me surprise surprise um yeah i i, I hope I, I truly hope i'm saying that i truly hope i'm saying that Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.